Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's me, D'Angelo, and I'm here with another episode of Bald and Bingeable. This is the show that takes a look at all the pop culture. You know, that stuff that we all consume, the stuff that we are insatiable for, the stuff that we truly find bingeable. You know, you just can't put it down. It's that kind of stuff. The stuff that you really just, you gotta watch it. You gotta consume it. I gotta keep on scrolling on that TikTok. It's all that kind of shit. That's what we're talking about when we go into the whole bingeable situation. Okay, you guys, this is episode number 10. Thank you guys so much for joining me. This has been a really cute first 10 episodes. And today on number 10, I am doing something that I have been putting off for a while. And I don't know why it scared me, especially being someone who has a podcast where I talk. And that was doing a solo show, just sitting here with me and a mic and my computer and just going over things that are in my head and stuff that I have a couple notes here and there about that I just wanted to kind of talk up to you guys about, you know, and I should be old enough to know that just fucking talk, dude, just get on the mic and just damn talk. And so that's what we're going to be doing today. So you guys, I am getting older. And that's not like a bad thing at all. Like, I really do have to say that I am appreciating the new perspective that I have on life. And I was just talking to a friend the other day and it was like, oh my God, like there was this thing. And I know that people who are like over 40 years old right now are probably like, yeah, buddy, you don't even know. But you know what? I'm not going to discount my life experience. So when I was 34, there was something that clicked and all of a sudden, like, life, like, made a little bit more sense. And I also stopped caring so much about what everybody thought and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm going into my 40th year this year. This is this is it. I'm turning 40 at the end of the summer. So right now I'm, like, needing suggestions about, like, what am I supposed to be doing for my 40th? Because the thing is we're becoming out of this whole panorama situation that we have. And, like, I need to make a big deal about it because, you know, you're crossing that threshold. And I've had some really bad birthdays, you guys. Like, really bad. I've broken up with with former people back on a birthday. You guys, my grandmother passed away on one of my birthdays. That's how bad birthdays have been for me. So I never put a lot of stake into them. I never put a lot of uh, goal onto them. I usually like to just kind of, like, let it happen. Let's have a brunch. Let's, we're done. Um, but this year, I feel like I need to kind of do something, especially just kind of appreciating life and... Who knows, it might be just a trip to Vegas because I'm trying to get like my cousins to all go. And the thing is just to get them to leave that Midwest bubble, man. You guys, and if it's not going to Florida, it's like, where are they going? So, but I know Vegas, everything flies into there. So who knows, maybe it'll be like a whole Vegas getaway. Speaking of Vegas, you guys, Usher is going to be going into a residency there. And I was reading earlier in the news, <laughs> Usher, like, so this has happened, this is like Page Six was reporting on this, that Usher, he's been slammed for allegedly using fake money at a Las Vegas strip club. So if you guys go over his uh, Instagram, he has these pictures of him with this clear briefcase, and it's like full of funny money, but it's Usher's face on the money. And... Um, Apparently, him and his boys were throwing this around the Vegas Strip Club when they were there last, and people on Twitter took that information, and they just kind of started saying that, oh, Usher was tipping people in false bills, and blah, 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 blah. But then, um, 
the club, the Sapphire Las Vegas, uh, they basically did say that, no, he made good on his tips for everybody after the end of the night that he actually came over and gave them a bunch of money. So Usher did right by them, so don't do that. But you all, I don't like the whole thought about this as being somebody who takes them dollar bills when I'm in the club dancing around in my undies. Ew, undies is such a gross word. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> but anyways, it's just this whole thing that I don't want to have people have this idea that, ooh, let's take some fake money to the club, especially when things start opening back up. Bitch, every single dollar is worth a dollar. <laughs> Duh. Okay, so that's one of those things that I actually saw in the news the other day. And then so going back into this whole thing about getting older and you guys... I have been, like, shoe shopping. I need, like, new tennis shoes because, like, I need new tennis shoes. What the fuck? Why do I have to give a reason? Anyways, so I'm there, and we're, like, looking, and it's, like, all these Nikes. I'm trying on these new Adidas, and, like, nothing was fitting, and nothing was making my feet feel cute. And then I saw a pair of New Balance. Oh, my God, you guys. I took a moment at the New Balance and thought about it. Like, I was really contemplating getting a pair of hashtag dad shoes. And that is not something that I ever thought that I would ever put myself into that situation with. And then I kind of, like, realized, like, back when I was, like, in, like, eighth grade, I would wear my dad's clothes. And now when I think about it, I was like, what was I trying to do? And I was trying to be like Ricky from my so-called life and how he would wear like the oversized shirt and like the eyeliner and that sort of thing. So I couldn't wear the eyeliner because I know that I would get kicked out of the house. But I would try to wear like the big chunky belt with the big like jeans because my dad's jeans would hang in that certain way where they were like almost like a bell. But my dad was one of those dads who also can use a sewing machine. So he would hem his own pants. They would have these wide, thick-ass cuffs at the very bottom. I do not know why I would wear this stuff and think that I was looking so fly. And I had, like, this whole issue, too, when I was in high school that I couldn't wear the same outfit twice in the school year. What? I did not have that kind of money, you guys. So you should be imagine the crazy stuff that I was wearing. A lot of my dad's clothes in a lot of different ways, belted, with a necklace. It was tragic. And so now I feel about my feeling bad about myself. No. And okay, so thinking about those days when I was actually back in like middle school and high school and all that, I was really into real world and road rules and all that sort of a thing. I think a lot of our my queer brethren, we were all kind of into those things, especially at the time, because it was one of the places that we were seeing a lot of representation on TV, you know, and I'm not just talking about Pedro Zamora, I'm talking about like Danny from real world Louisiana, that cute boy and the boyfriend. He had the the boyfriend who was in the service who had his face blurred out. I remember that was such a big deal because it was like we were seeing a good-looking guy have a what looked like a healthy relationship. And so with that being said, you know, then there was all these other things that when we had Ruthie that was introduced to us later on in the Hawaii season where she was this queer girl who was you know frankly she was a mess but the thing is she did another one of those girls who stole our hearts you guys ruthie is back on tv right now and i was totally like taken aback so over on paramount plus there is a new series the challenge all-stars i have not watched a challenge series in years and i did not realize that they were like 
Survivor Strong going with so many different iterations, and they are so deep into these games with the challenges that they're even like bringing the big big brother people in, which okay, fine, you know. But the thing is, is big brother people are more, you know, they're competitive to be competitive. But with the real worlders and the road rules, you really had people who were like stars, you know, in their own right. You had remember Trishel. She was such a mess from Las Vegas. Ugh, one of the best messes ever. Such good reality TV. And she's on this new episodes of The Challenge, along with Ruthie. We're seeing uh, Cyrus from Boston. He's still so fine, you guys. I'm like, hello, Cyrus. Tech is back around. We got Mark from the original Road Rules. Remember beautiful, like, cute... Mark with the blonde hair. He was like such an Adonis. He looked like Hercules, you know, like Disney Hercules. That's what he looks like. Um, he's back and he's older, you guys. Okay, so now number one, we have all these people that are coming back to the challenge and they didn't bring people like CT. They didn't bring the people that we've seen consistently throughout the years who have kind of made their livings and their 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 careers off of, you know, being these, these athletes competing, competing in this reality show. But they're bringing back these older people who haven't been around for a while, like Ace, you know, and it's wonderful. And like Hisela, you're seeing her, she's back on the scene. And so I have been so obsessed. So we're like, an, episode number two is going to be where we are right now. I'm not going to give away any spoilers. I don't want you guys to know who's going home. Go and watch it. But the great thing about it is that a lot of these people are like not still athletes. Like Mark is still this six foot five, whatever he is, big, huge hunk of man. He calls himself like twisted metal and steel. And you kind of are like, I get it. I would still hit it because he is fine. You guys, Mark is, Mark is looking good. Um, a little red, but he looks good. Uh, <laughs> but the whole thing is, is that a lot of these people are like home with their kids. They're 40 years old. They are our age, my age. I don't know our age. I don't know who's listening to this right now, but, um, that being said, they look 40 <laughs> and I say that in the nicest way as being somebody who is sitting here with a quar quar body and who is intermittent fasting at this moment because we need to get rid of this belly because we got double vaccinated and all of a sudden we realize we have to go outside. So we are losing weight. Uh, and that looks at the, with the challenge when you're watching this. And I just feel good about myself because I'm watching these people and I'm like, oh, they're still keeping up with it. But there is this one point, too, where um, two people are tackling each other. I'm not going to say who they are. And one of them just really is putting this other one into the ground. And I'm thinking to myself, he is beating a 40-year-old man. That back is not going to just spring back tomorrow. Because mine doesn't. You guys, if I step off the curb wrong, I am in traction for two days and I need an epidural. Like, it is just not funny. Um, But (laughs) I'm watching this and it's just like all these people are 40 years old and they are getting it up. Um, But it was so funny, though, because a lot of them are like, you know, they were during my personally, like during my sexual awakening. So I'm like, some of these men are still 
cute to me. And then when you really look at them, like if you like turn your head a little bit, you're like, oh no, they're not. They're not still cute. But whatever, that's beside the point. Um, there is this moment in the episode two, in the first episode. Uh, what's great is that it's MTV and it's the most music MTV has had on their channel in forever because they're playing every single 90s throwback jam that was hot and popping. And they have a 90s party, you guys, and it gives you all the feels. And it's one of those moments that I'm like watching it with people that I feel like I grew up with. And that's gross and i'm probably going to talk to my therapist about it but at the same time it's so cute and it was feel good tv even though it is like a competition show slash you know survivory kind of thing but it's cute it's crazy um a thing i did look at you know like why did some people were asking like why didn't ct come back and why didn't they bring veronica and blah 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 and it's because when they were going to be putting together this challenge all stars they wanted to start the first season with people who had not been on the show competing for years but who were very good competitors in their time and people who won back then so it's great to see um oh and derek is back with those little pillow lips <clears throat> You guys, there's so many cute boys in this. Go watch it. Go, 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 go. So one of the articles I was reading, though, was basically having to deal with, you know, they didn't want to bring back certain people who have been career challenge people who have always been on this reality show over and over and over again, like your CT kind of people. But then they also, like, Venanika, she couldn't make it work because they weren't paying enough. She was kind of saying they weren't paying enough and the uh, risk wasn't worth the reward. You know, even though it is a $500,000 purse this year. And if we remember in the past, people like broke people's noses for a fucking Kia Soul. So <laughs> this year with $500,000 being on the line, you know, let's see what happens. So it's super cute. I would say go ahead and watch it. Okay, so another thing I've been watching lately over on Amazon Prime is a new animated show called Invincible. I know everybody's telling me to watch them. I am not there yet, but I am going to get into that soon. Invincible, it's this animated superhero show. It has um, J.K. Simmons playing Omni-Man, who it's one of those hot characters, you guys. It's a hot animated character, and it always makes you feel weird about it because you're like, that is a hot daddy. And then you're like, that is just some paint and lines. And then you have to rethink about your life and you have to spend a little bit of time in therapy and it's going to be cool. <laughs> He's got a son played by Steven Yoon who becomes invincible, which is another character. And uh, the mother is played by Sandra Oh, and it's basically dealing with their family dynamic then also what's going on in the world with superheroes and other dimensions. And it's just crazy madcap camp superhero, bloody, gory, comic book goodness. So the first couple episodes, you are in it and you're just kind of like, wow, they really did that. Wow, they did that. That's gross, disgusting. Oh, I got to watch the next one. And then all of a sudden there's a point in the middle of it that it does kind of turn and you're just kind of like, oh, I actually am just enjoying this storyline and I want to see what happens to these characters. And then they start, you know, kind of building suspense and i'm into it i've already watched like five episodes so the invincible it's cute if you like the whole marvel thing it's fun jump into it and uh 
or if you like BoJack Horseman, another one, you know, jump into this. It's going to be a good time for you. Woo! Okay, so Lady Gaga, okay, she's putting her name on one more thing. Remember when she said she wasn't into all of, like, the product endorsement deals and she wanted to do the perfume and everything? And now she got fucking Oreos? I mean, I eat it all up, Lady Gaga. Like, I am living in Chromatica. I am waiting for the day that we are able to dance on a dance floor to Chromatica with my friends and get all crazy and be jumping up in the air. And I'm having a moment right now. But let's calm down. Lady Gaga is now, now teamed up with Dom Perignon. Dom Perignon. It's just kind of telling you, too, that like a luxury brand like Dom is not selling luxury champagne at a time when people are drinking two buck chuck in their living rooms, walking around with one sock on. Donna's real freaking smart too, because they get Lady Gaga to go and hawk their product right back out to her gaze because she's been getting us, man. We got the jock straps. We got the Chromatica Oreos. We got House Labs eyeliners popping. I mean, there is so much Lady Gaga has been selling us lately and we are eating it because we all are waiting for that moment when Chromatica 2 goes into 911 on a dance floor. When the world opens back up, you know that you are waiting for that moment. But until that moment happens, you know that there is some little gay over in WeHo right now dancing around in his Chromatica jockstrap, holding a pack of Chromatica Oreos, putting on House Labs eyeliner while he is sipping on some of that pink Dom Perignon and he is singing, my name is Alice. And off key as he dances around his little apartment. You know, that's what Lady Gaga does for us. It's like that saying, every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. You know, isn't there like a saying too about Lady Gaga? It's like every time Lady Gaga sings, Dwayne gets his kitty punched by somebody's dad in a public park. What? It's like some proverb like that. Waking up in the morning, thinking about so many things. I just wish things would get better. I'm trying to get rid of them. Okay, let's talk a little bit about some Housewives. Real Housewives of New Jersey is popping off this season. I'm actually really appreciating it. There is something to be said about these ones. These ones. Oh my God, I sound just like Teresa when she says these ones. Um, but anyways, there's something to be said about these ones that um, when they have the husbands involved, uh, there's just a new dynamic and a new energy and it's really, really cute and it's great. And plus the men on New Jersey are Fine. I know that we've talked about that in the past, but the thing is, they are. They can get it. I think every single one of them. Every single one at the same time. What? No, I didn't say that. Oh, my God. Okay, Margaret and Jennifer. Um, these two ladies, they are after each other, and they're, you know, both... I don't know what they are trying to do and trying to accomplish, because the thing is, if the two of them would actually just team up, they could take over the show. It is Teresa's show. I mean, point blank, period. If we didn't have Teresa, we would not have a Melissa. And we are really trying to get a storyline out of Melissa this season with her and her husband. And not cute, Joe. It is not a cute look to be that way with your wife. It's not cute to be that overbearing and to just kind of have that kind of control that you have it's not cute and like the whole thing about oh this is how my mother was with my father and but no um 
Just because your parents did something doesn't mean it was the right way. I'm so sorry to have to tell you that and dispel that myth for you. So sorry, baby. Um, but it's just one of those things. Anyways, if these really want women really wanted to shake things up and take over the show, they have to band together. And Margaret and Jennifer are the ones that could do that. Dolores is always going to be on Teresa's side. They are tried and true friends. They've been together through thick and thin. And Melissa wouldn't be there if it wasn't for Tree, like I said in, in a moment ago. The thing about Jackie is that she's just too emotional. And it's because she's smart. So she understands how great the loss could be and how things actually look. And she doesn't get completely that you're on a reality show and that you really have to play the game because that's what this whole thing is. It's a game. Uh, back over into what else is going on right now with Housewives. We have the whole Jen Shaw, but we haven't been on for a minute to talk about that. And Jen Shaw is a housewife from Real, Sal Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So if you saw her in her first season, she was quite the monster. Um, she started off great first couple episodes, and then all of a sudden you started to realize, oh, she's really self-producing herself, and she's really just kind of going for the crazy every single time and going from zero to 100 at all times. And so you're always kind of wondering, like, who is this person and why is she terrible? And now we know why she's terrible. So she's gotten herself kind of wrapped up into some legal troubles, her and her first assistant, her first assistant, y'all, because she got a whole team of them. And the whole questioning, too, about what did you do for a living was always very sketchy. And even on the show, it was very Chandler Bing, the response, you know, and she's a transponder. Um, not that much. But so the thing is, is even she basically says, well, that algorithm that shows you why an ad pops up when you talk about something, that's me behind that. And it's like, bitch, you write algorithms and code. Oh, my. Why are you on Housewives? Why don't you like write the Housewives? Because that's real money, okay? That Silicon Valley money is crazy money, you guys. They look at Hollywood and they laugh. But anyways, back over onto the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and to Jen Shaw at all. The Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption? No, not a redemption. Anyways, so Miss Jen Shaw, she um, and her first assistant, Stu Chains. They call him Stu Chains. His name is Stuart. He looks like this white guy who we all thought that he was gay, Um and he probably is, and the thing is, and he probably has an agreement with his wife, and that's all good with me. But he has a wife and a kid at home. Who knew? Uh, but he's her first assistant, and what's happening now with the two of them is that they are in legal troubles for uh, basically taking people's information and selling it to third-party scammers. So basically... Running a scam on somebody, realizing somebody's vulnerable, a lot of times they're elderly people who do not have all access to internets and all that kind of thing. Or other people who have just, you know, they live in a situation where they've been taken advantage of. And so what they do is they get on a list that, hey, they are, this is an easy is an easy hit. You can call this person and say that you have a debt that you have unpaid from a house that you lived in in New York City. We need your water bill to be paid or we're going to send cops to your house. They do that kind of a thing. Sometimes they do other things with sweepstakes. Sometimes it's it, there's all kinds of little ways that these people can get into the tele, the telephone scams and things. And so who knows exactly what the one that they were running one running was. But it's a big thing. I mean, lately I've been getting tons of these phone calls, you guys, on my phone 
that is like, do not hang up the phone. We will send a federal marshal to your house if you. And it's like, bitch, if the government wanted me, they would send me a letter. And if they really wanted my money, they would send me two letters. And if they really wanted my money, they would send you a letter and say, we're garnishing your wages or we're going into your bank account and taking it ourselves. So if you guys get a phone call that's ever saying that you owe money on back taxes, if you if you owe money on something that is not like credit card bills and that sort of thing, don't don't skirt those off, okay? But if you're getting something, some kind of call that's telling you that they're going to send a cop to your house right now if you don't get it, that's a scam. You can play with those. Make that a TikTok. You know what I mean? Make a whole YouTube channel out of it because people do. But anyways, um, that's what Jennifer was doing. She was scamming people and she they were selling the information and they were moving it around. And so this is part of a bigger investigation that is involving like 11 or 12 other people. And so some of those people have already pled guilty, like four or five of them. Some other pe- people have taken a plea deal to have less time. And so Jennifer, uh, they have now postponed her case for six months. She's not going back to be going into court until October. So the whole situation that happened here was is that she was going to be, she's being arraigned by the courts over there in uh, the Southern Court of New York, whatever that thing is called. Anyways, the people who don't fuck around when you have financial crimes. And so because these things are kind of crossing lines and some of the crimes are over there in New York City. So that's where this has been found out. So these people, they usually get their people. Okay, this is where a lot of stuff happens. Look it up. Like I always say, look it up. Please Google because I'm just taking a bunch of articles that I've seen and I'm just kind of throwing them out there. So sometimes my little facts will get a little bit foggy, but I am pretty much on dead on because I've been reading this so much. But anyways, uh, so Miss Jennifer, what was happening with the uh, arraignment is that she was doing everything through Zoom because no travel because of COVID with everything that's going on right now. But those kind of trials are actually public domain. So if you were actually around, you can be one of those people who are luckily sat in the back of the courtroom and you can watch what's going on. Well, what happened with her case was, you know, there was like 250 Zoom spots that were available and they, she couldn't get into the room. What? Right? So, yes, Stu Chains was already in the room, which was funny because other people were reporting about that. So this is like a ton of like Bravo bloggers and everybody else that has been talking about this and passing this information around. And it's so funny that all these people showed up to her arraignment and she couldn't get into the room. So when they finally got her in... They were having issues with people's, you know, please shut off your mics, please be quiet, and that's, you know, because this is basically, it's a it's a free-reign courtroom Zoom party. Hello? And it's basically like Clubhouse, because, you know, half these bitches don't have their cameras on. And you know how much Clubhouse, I disdain that place, you guys. It is just a bunch of yelling. Change my mind, please. Invite me to a room. I'm on Clubhouse. Invite me to a room, invite me to a chat, and prove me wrong and make me love it because I would love to love something that everybody else is doing because I am that kind of a person. Because what am I? Bingeable. Okay, anyways, so back into the Jen Shaw at all. So she couldn't get into the room. They were having all these problems with people not turning their mics off. Then they heard in her mic a bunch of pots and pans. I'm just imagining like her people in her house just like banging on pots and pans so they can't hear her. Well, then they ran out of time that day because they had the next trial that had to go in. So they were like, okay, so we'll go ahead and we'll reschedule this for the next Friday. That was the original, you know, when this has happened uh, and the week of. 
And then Stu was like, us too? They're like, you were here? <laughs> Stu was like, yeah. So we knew who the star was even in that courtroom. So it was Miss Jen Shaw. So, yeah. So they, they tried to get on the Friday. They did have the... Uh, she pled not guilty, so now they're going to a formal trial that's going to be going on in October. We'll see where COVID is, if it's going to be an actual thing that's going to be in person. It should be very interesting. But the thing is, of all legal counsels basically said, do not go back on that show, Jennifer. And she's back on. So Jen Shaw is back on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. It's sure to be a juicy season with all the legal troubles. So let's talk about somebody else's legal troubles. Shut the f*** up. We don't know what I deal okay. with every night. And we don't know what she deals with every night. And that is one Miss Erica Girardi. You guys, uh, this past week, there were some legal letters that came out that Glee Erica signed, knowing that she was party to some of these loans that they were taking out, some of this stuff. So that is pretty saucy. Again, allegedly, because I don't want to be sued, but it is still saucy. You guys, this premiere for The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, this trailer for season 11, my goodness, my grace, I'm verklempt. It's good, you guys. And I'm not one to say that usually, because I'm all about the New York. New York is my girls. Those are my favorites. Those are the ones who I can rewatch over and over and over again because I just love it. But Beverly Hills has always had a soft spot in my heart because it's like that money that you just love to watch. You know what I mean? That's one of the best things about it. But this year we have uh, Crystal Minkoff who's in it. And like, yeah, she's coming with some attitude. We got Sutton who is back this season. And you guys, okay, I know a lot of people hate Sutton. But remember, we all hated Dorit at one point. That's just what happens. And then eventually, we're going to grow to love them. But the thing that I love about Sutton is she's there, and she's a foil, and she is somebody who is going to speak up. She's got don't fuck with me money, and her money isn't tied to any of the other ladies. So she doesn't need them. So what's great is that she can go in there, and she can shake shit up and apparently she is doing that erica loses her shit in this new preview and i am living for it because the ice queen is finally melted and we are going to see behind the facade here's what i think would be kind of fun i'm just going to go ahead and play the preview and i'm going to pause it here and there and we're just going to add some commentary. It's going to be so much fun. Mm. But make sure you guys go look for the trailer first so you guys can see all the visuals, and then you guys will get into this. This will be cute. Guys, why don't we play this game where we say two truths and one lie? Never and a good we idea. Have to guess what's the lie. Okay. Okay? Two truths and a lie. Let's hear it, Erica. Here it is. You ready? I did not see it ending this way. I was going to hold that man's hand until he died. Right here, there's a little Chiron that comes across and it says, what is true? You guys, this is deep. We've never seen this much of Erica exposed since season one, you know? I'm into it. I'm really, really into it. And then we also have Dorit. Guys, guys, let's play a game. I want to see us all tear each other's hair out. That's basically what she's saying. Love her for it. Suits like, did you have a heads up? Is that why you got divorced? Ooh, Miss Garcelle. 
No, I did not. What is the lie? Orphans and widows. It makes you feel sick. Did you know any of this? No one knows the answer but him. Okay, now what's juicy here? Okay, so Erica's saying no one knows the answer because what they're saying is is that like orphans and widows because apparently the money that was being taken was supposed to be settlements that are going to orphans and widows. You remember Erica's ex-husband, Tom Girardi, was like the lawyer from like the Erica Brock Aaron Brockovich case. Those are the kind of trials that he put forth that he was or not that he didn't put forth, I'm sorry. Those are the kind of trials that he represented and that he would go in there and fight for the small guy, the guy, this is the guy that we all fell in love with because he was the good guy. And then all of a sudden, we are now seeing behind the facade and that all of this money was all being funneled back into the Girardis, that it should have been going into these settlements. And they were basically taking loans from it and flipping it over. And it's just not good. And the thing is, is Erica's here saying, well, only he knows. But then, how it further, the, the plot thickens even more. I mean, this is so proper, you guys. Soap opera level, what we are getting right now with the Girardis. He now has Alzheimer's. That he has a, his brother now is the executive of his estate. There are rumors that he's got like $2,300 to his name. So, it is completely all shattered. This is terrible. So who knows what the true situation is, but it's going to make a good season, y'all. I'm so into it. Let's keep, let's keep going. We have like two minutes left. What's wrong with being fake and phony sometimes? <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. This season on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They always get so loud. So they actually took a trip. We have Dorit showing off her. Okay, stop for a second. So Dorit's showing off her new bridal gowns because that's going to be a whole thing. It looks like all these these uh, models are behind glass because we are in COVID era. So, you know, they had to keep them over there and keep everybody on the other side. And I wonder how they're going to shoot around the whole COVID situation as well because, you know, these ladies like to get together and have these parties where they all sit on the floor on top of each other and, like, eat with their fingers. You know that shit's going to keep on happening. So... And we also know that production did get shut down at one point because both Kathy Hilton and Kyle both came down with COVID. And I think of a few production members, too, on the team. So it's kind of like it's par for the course. It sucks that this happened. But, you know, these are people who actually are dealing with their real lives. It can't be a situation where we have like a RuPaul's Drag Race where nobody contracted COVID because they were really living in a bubble and that people were being tested every other day and it was a whole situation i think with the housewives it's different because you know how covid was oh my god we're talking too much about covid anyways gross um let's get back into the situation yikes okay so they're all like buy it buy it buy it and they're all looking at this upscale jewelry and everything else and i don't know how kyle is going to handle herself around Erica this season because we know Kyle has an itch to shop. I mean, this is the bitch who had like an Uber drive her bring her her new Rolex. Remember at dinner that one time? Like this is this is Kyle. So you know this is going to be a sensitive topic at some point. 
that they are going to be going out and doing these big shopping trips. And the thing is, is Miss Erica has to have somebody donate to her legal fund. Let's keep going. We got Kathy Hilton showing up. There she is. Okay, we're just getting girls like running around and everything else. And so we're showing a bunch of different other kind of parties that are going to be happening. So it looks like we're getting lots of fun fashion, that sort of a thing. People dancing around, Rena doing her little booty dances and everything else. Um, and we also have a scene here in, it looks like, well, Crystal Minkoff is also part of the cast this year. So it looks like she's taken to them to her chants over her haunts. Oh my goodness, my voice. I know it's late. I got to finish this up. Anyways. Um, she's taking them to all of her favorite restaurants and things like that. So we're going to get some Asian representation that's going to be on this, which is going to be great because we are finally diversifying this, this team. P.S. You guys, there is a whole rumor right now going around that we're going to get a Real Housewives of Nashville. I have so many feelings about this, but the thing is we were just getting ahead and finally getting these really nice, diverse castings and, and all that. And so if we're going to be going back to the same old, same old, y'all can keep it. We got Dallas and it's not working out. Anyways, let's go back to the uh, little preview. Crystal makeup is hot. Saucy with Sutton. You crystal. Jealous of what? Your ugly leather pants? Ooh, Sutton coming with it. Kim changed her number. Kim is changing her number on Kathy and Kyle. Garcelle talking to her kids. Okay, we got Lisa Rana over here talking to little Miss Amelia Gray or whatever the hell her name is. Ellie Mae Gray pocket something. Um, I don't know, American Eagle Airy. What is her name? Ugh. Anyways, that girl is dating Scott Disick. You know, Scott Disick from Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Scott Disick, Courtney Kardashian's baby father. Courtney Kardashian's 40-year-old ex who is dating another barely legal girl. Like, I get it. Youth is appealing, but just because you stick it in them does not make you younger. Wait a little bit. Let her have some life experience. You can't. Like, I understand a May-December relationship because I am in one, y'all, and I appreciate it. But the thing is, is it was after I was 25 years old. You want to spread your wings and spread your legs. You know what I mean? Like, get yourself out there a little bit. And these girls that keep on going for these 40-year-old men. Maybe she does have the intention just to actually just kind of play this man and just let him just beat it up for a little while. And if that's her intention, go for it, girl. But the thing is, make sure that you have the upper hand on it. Make sure that you are the one who is being heard. The one who is actually setting the tone of exactly what you want in the situation. Because you know what? You can go somewhere else. Okay, that's enough preaching. Was that mean? Mm, I don't care. Okay, let's keep going. More yelling. Are you serious with me right now? Uh oh. I am not a liar. You have a lot of nerve. Erica, come for something. Seriously. Or what? Or nothing. Right, exactly. Shut the up. Ooh, Erica getting into Sutton's face. It's Sutton taking it. 
poker game, and everybody's got to show their cards. I'm gonna look at Kathy Hilton. Kathy, shut up. <laughs> you guys, this is like really promising. This is like a really good showing for what we have coming up in a season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We've never gotten this much. Usually it's a bunch of the girls in cars screaming. And this time, it's actually them screaming at each other. Mm, not just at the wind. I'm, I'm into it. Miss Erica finally looks uncomfortable. And I love it because we're seeing the vulnerability. Oh my God, that was very vulnerable in myself. I couldn't even say vulnerability. <laughs> okay, I'm talking all this shit and my mouth is just not having it. Um, but anyways, so yeah, so Erica, yes, I'm loving it. I'm going to probably fall in love with her again this year. And I'm really hoping that I do because I really just not appreciated what she's been putting out there. And maybe Rena will not be the villain this year and she'll come back to being like the fun one that we all want to really, really party with and not the one who's just like screaming out random things to make the storyline go on. That Crystal Minkoff looks like she is going to be a fiery one and so does Kathy Hilton. This is a promising, promising year. So into it, so wonderful. Thank you guys so much for joining me for another episode of Bald and Bingeable. My name is D'Angelo, and it's been an absolute pleasure talking your ear off for this past 40 minutes or whatever this has been. Uh, I love you guys, and I love you guys for listening to me, and it really just blows my mind that there are people who have subscribed and that are listening and that you guys are liking this. It's so cool. Please do make sure that you guys do tell a friend. Let's grow this little Bald and Bingeable community. Let me know what else you guys would like to see me talk about, what you guys would like to see me explore and um and if you guys know any guests that you guys would like to have me interview over here really really i'm just taking anybody at these days <laughs> okay this is just kind of off the rails okay my name is d'angelo you guys can find me as d'angelo gogo on twitter and on instagram or d'angelo over on tiktok i'm having some fun over there trying to be like the kids i'm dancing all i'm dancing uh that's it love you guys good night from the lower level good night from the lower level